Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. My name is Tim Harris. It's 10 o'clock. It's time for Tim with Tim. We're in Acts chapter 5 today, Ananias and Sapphira. Uh, whew, this is a really, this is a good passage. It's a terrible passage. It's a really good passage. I'm glad we're reading it together uh, either way. Love you guys so much. I really, really do. Uh, I know I say it. I hope you know I mean it. I really, really do. Um, if, if you weren't out there reading with me, I would just be an idiot sitting in his office talking to his phone. <laughs> so uh, so you being out there uh, changes everything about the way I spend my mornings at 10 o'clock. So God bless all of you. Uh, Ananias and Sapphira. I think the amazing, and I'm being really serious here, uh, the amazing thing about this story is what the church is, you know, how many hours old? I mean, the church is brand new. It's just days old. Uh, and we've already got hypocrites. I mean, what? I mean, like instantly we have hypocrites, Ananias and Sapphira. Uh, I'm not being judgmental. I think you can read the text and realize these are hypocrites. <laughs> I mean, they just are. Uh, remember yesterday we had in the, in, in the chapter four, that big summary statement, another big, beautiful summary statement of what the church was like. And it's a idealized picture of the church from 30,000 feet. You know, they were united uh, in purpose and heart and mind. They uh, shared everything. If somebody had a need, they they would sell what they had, you know, in order to help somebody else. The resources flowed toward the ones in need. Um, and uh, it was also beautiful. And then the camera zooms in and we get Barnabas, a, a good example. So uh, we get this big 30,000, you know, view from above. And then we zoom in to this positive example is Barnabas, who's the best example of everything we're talking about. He loved God. He loved people. He would sell property uh, just to be able to have more to give. And what a generous heart. What a good man. All right. <laughs> but there's another story to tell, and that's Ananias and Sapphira. So, so we go from one close-up good example, and now we're going to do a close-up bad example. And we start with the man, Ananias, who with his wife, Sapphira, they sold some property too. So Barnabas sold some property. Now Ananias and Sapphira, they sold some property too. And they brought part of the money to the apostles and claimed it was the full amount. All right, so understand, this is voluntary. Nobody's requiring them to do this. You know, it, it's not confiscatory. It's not obligatory. Uh, it's just, you know, free will. They, they decide to sell some property and make an offering to the church, but they only give part of what they, you know, had gotten in, in the sale of the land, but, but they, they made a big show out of how that was all of it. They were giving all of it. So ultimately the issue is not money. It's truthfulness. Did you see that? It's, it's not money. It's, it's truthfulness. It's not one of those, yeah, church is always out for money. You know, no, no, no. This is about truthfulness. However, let me just say your true self tends to come out when your wallet comes out. You know, and that, that's why Barnabas's true self is revealed and Ananias and Sapphira, their true selves are revealed in this financial, uh, you know, example here. So Sapphira comes in first. I'm sorry, Ananias comes in first. Uh, and, uh, and Peter says, Ananias, why, why? Why did you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit. I, th I think that's interesting. You lied to the Holy Spirit. You kept some of the money for yourself. The property was yours to sell or not to sell. And it was yours. It's to sell or not to sell. After selling it, the money was yours. You can do anything you want to with it. So why, why would you do a thing like this? Uh, you weren't lying to us, but to God. So I think that's the dangerous thing about hypocrisy. 
Uh, I think the first danger is that you believe your own lie. So you actually start thinking you are the person you're pretending to be, although everybody else can see from a mile away in the fog that you're fake, you know, but, but we don't see that in ourselves. I can see your hypocrisy, but I don't see my hypocrisy very well. You see, so the first danger is that we, we start to believe our own lie. The second danger is that we forget who it is we're lying to. You know, we think we're just lying to people and we can excuse that, but Peter says, Ananias, you were lying to God. You lied to the Holy Spirit. You know, that land was yours to sell or not to sell. That money was yours to give or not to give. But but you chose to live a lie. You chose to put on a show, you know, and, and you've lied to God. Now, notice there, Peter doesn't like curse him, you know, and for this reason, you're going to die. No, he just confronts him with the truth and Ananias just falls over dead. I mean, that's the story. Uh, Ananias fell over dead. He fell to the floor and died. And everyone who heard about it was terrified. I mean, I would be too. I think this next part, it's not funny, y'all. It's, it's really not funny. I just don't think this is how we would do it. Verse uh, verse uh, six there, then some young men got up, wrapped him in a sheet and took him out and buried him. <laughs> like, like they got the youth group just to bury this dude who just died in church. Like they took him out back and buried him, you know, by the playground you know, as a service, like the youth service project, like the youth group buried him. Uh, they didn't even call Sapphira. You know, like I promise you, if if your spouse dies in church, I will try to call you. I don't know if Sapphira had her cell phone turned off. I don't know how in the world. But they, you know, like like they bury like a dude is in the ground. They had the funeral. He is in the ground, and then Sapphira comes, you know, stumbling in. And, and Peter, again, I don't question Peter's leadership, <laughs> but like Peter doesn't say, I've got some bad news, Sapphira, your husband, we, we buried, uh, no, but before Peter tells her that her husband's dead, he says, oh, Sapphira, by the way, uh, that real estate deal that you and your husband did, how much did you say y'all made on that? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not funny, it's just terrible, but, but you know what I mean? It's just like, Peter, dude, that's cold. <laughs> her husband's dead. But before you tell her that, uh, you, you, you want to get the, the other side of the story. So he says, three hours pass. Sapphira stumbles in. Uh, she has no idea, no idea that she totally missed her husband's death and funeral. And so uh, Peter says, hey, well, what what'd you say? What's the price? You know, I saw, I saw it on your offering envelope, but I forget the figure. What was the figure on that? How much did y'all make? And she said, yeah, that, that, was the, that was the price. And Peter says, you know, you have her. Uh, you, what, what do you think? That, that the two of you could, you know, just test the spirit of the Lord and lie like this? You know, um, the youth group just buried your husband and, and they still here. They'll bury you too. And then she falls over dead too. Um, I know it's kind of a weird story. Uh, the amazing thing here is this new introduction of a response of fear. Now people are afraid. Instantly, she fell to the floor and died. The young men came in and saw that she was dead. They carried her out and buried her next to her husband. And great fear gripped the entire church. Verse 5, everyone who heard about it was terrified. What's the fear about? Basically, this is me talking now. I think that the fear comes from the fact that if hypocrisy can get you killed, we are all in trouble. You know what I mean? I mean, if all of a sudden the Holy Spirit's going to start, you know, taking out, you know, the hypocrites, if we're going to start dropping, you know, in the church floor one by one and the youth group going to bury us out back, uh, we're all in trouble. You know, I say all the time, you know, man, churches are 
full of imperfect people because that's the only kind of people that there are. But I think that's the point, the, the, the distinction we have to make. I, I can't be perfect. And nobody was expecting Ananias and Sapphira to be perfect, just authentic. The issue is not that they didn't give all the money. The issue is they didn't give the money they said they were given or, or they, uh, they, they made themselves appear more generous than they were. See, hypocrisy is poison in your heart. Hypocrisy is also poison to the church. It destroys us from the inside out. And as I say, I, I think it's kind of amazing that you have hypocrisy in the church so very, very quickly. Remember that so far the boldness has been their, uh, their, uh, their, their secret weapon. You know, their boldness has been their, their, their power. God shows up in power. They show up in boldness. But it's the church's leading characteristic, that boldness. Boldness comes from uh, interpersonal honesty, you know, interpersonal trust, but it also comes from integrity. The boldness comes from, from integrity. Uh, in other words, um, untransformed people cannot successfully carry the message of the gospel of transformation. You know what I mean? People who are unchanged by the power of Jesus can't possibly go out and talk about, you know, the power of Jesus and, and the power to change people. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? And so this hypocrisy is a threat to the church in every single way. And I think that's why we start with this big picture. This is what the church was like. Not everybody, though, you, you know, and you begin to understand the threat of the church is not just from outside. It's not just Caiaphas and Annas and the leading priests and the Jews who are going to show up again tomorrow in verse 17. It's not just them. There is this persistent threat from the inside, and it is the duplicity of our own hearts, our tendency toward, toward hypocrisy. So real quickly, uh, you got this, you know, this picture of the church, you know, and it starts out, man, it's, it's united. They are all united. It's like, it's like one soul and all these different bodies. They, they are just, you know, one heart, one mind, you know. And then when uh, there was Ananias and Sapphira, you know, they weren't so much, you know, part of that. But, you know, there they were. Um, I think there are always two stories that could be told of every church, you know, and I know it's true of Woodburn. I run into people and I say, you're Pastor Woodburn Baptist Church, man. I've heard great things about your church. That church is you know, just doing amazing things. Praise God for you all. Y'all just keep doing the good work. I hear that a lot. But then sometimes, I, you know, I'd say, you Pastor Woodburn Baptist Church? Say, yeah, yeah. And I say, oh my goodness. You know, I went there one day and that was the unfriendliest place. I've heard that too. You know, that's the unfriendliest place I've ever been to. It's like, how? You know, how can we be both? I have people that say, people walk down on Sunday and say, I mean, this is the friendliest church. And then somebody in the next service say, you know, nobody shook my hand. <laughs> you know, how is it both? How is it that every church in the world you can always tell two stories about? And if you can tell two different stories, how do you know which one is true? Well, for me, the simple answer is yes, there are two stories to be told of every church. And, and how do you know which one is true? Well, it's the one they tell of you, whatever story they tell about you. That, that's the true one. In other words, there's Barnabas, there's Ananias and Sapphira. You know, which story is your story? Both of those stories are true. You got people who are united and generous and good, and then you got a hypocrites. You know, you got hypocrites. Uh, one church, two different stories, you know. So I, I guess the question is, which story are they going to tell about you? You know, you fall more in the Ananias and Sapphira 
you know, example, or uh, are you a person of integrity like Barnabas who, Barnabas, who is a good example of all the things that the church stands for? Uh, I pay close attention to the story they tell about you uh, and the story they tell about me. I love you guys so much. We'll pick up, I didn't really do 12 to, to 16, so I'll remember that in the morning and we'll come back and sort of pick that up as we read all the way through 17, um, uh, chapter 5, verses 17, all the way to the end, verse 42. So we'll finish out chapter 5 tomorrow. Listen, it's a beautiful day. It's going to be gorgeous all day. Have a wonderful day. Be thankful and, and grateful for everything God is doing for you. He's so good. And the fact that we start every day in the Word of God, that is a great blessing and a privilege that many people don't have. Don't forget that. So don't take it for granted. Stay in the Word. Uh, uh, stay close to the Lord. Uh, and uh, I'll see you in the morning, Lord willing. 10 o'clock, 10 with Tim. I love all you guys.